Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Candidly Candace Show, where it's women's voices, women's issues, here on Blog Talk Radio for Friday, October 7th, 2016. I'm your host, Candace Nadine Breen, coming to you live from Providence, Rhode Island. Today on our show, we will be speaking with Belinda Farrell. We will be chatting with Belinda after the break, but before that, she will be reading to us an excerpt from her book, Find Your Friggin' Joy. Before we begin, a reminder to listeners, if you have questions or comments for today's guest or for myself, please dial 929-477-1390. Again, that's 929-477-1390. Good morning, Ms. Farrell, and welcome to the show. Good morning. It's a real pleasure and an honor to be here. Thank you. We're so glad to have you. So today you're going to read to us a little bit from your book, Find Your Friggin' Joy. So why don't you begin? Yes, this is from page 109. As I mentioned before, the pipeline to the higher self must also be cleansed of old memories or cords to allow the new desires to flow upward to the higher self. As you continue breathing the ha breath in sets of four, the unconscious will open the box of unconscious emotions to allow your stuck memories to surface so that you can see them for what they truly are, learn from the experience, and release them into the ethers. Confined to bed during the time of my paralysis, I continued to take an active role in my own healing. In addition to doing concentrated breath work, I also took a homeopathic dose of snake venom administered by by a local osteopath, which helps the spine to release memories. Instantly, I could experience a baby being thrown out into the universe like a piece of garbage. This innocent little baby, all curled up in the fetal position, was darting between asteroids and comets, moving faster than the speed of light. My heart quickened. Sweat poured down my face. I thought I was dying. Then I saw a comforting pair of hands reach down to pick up the baby and place her safely in the arms of a glowing figure dressed in flowing iridescent blue lights. We were high above the precipice, looking down on the mass chaos of rocks colliding into one another. The baby was safe at last. My heart was still palpitating as I tried to make sense out of all this experience. I later confronted my mother to tell me the truth about my birth. She finally admitted that my father had taken her to three abortion clinics against her wishes. For whatever reason, 
thanks to divine intervention. Attempts to abort me failed. Yahoo! Yet the memory of the fetus experience was lodged within my spine and released during the breathing exercise. My unconscious had finally released the memory from Pandora's box because I was ready to let it go. The pathway to my higher self was finally cleared. With the power of the Ha breath empowering me during my time of physical challenge, I practiced over and over again seeing myself climbing trees with a flexible and healed spine. I accumulated the life force in the unconscious mind which sent the thought form up to my higher self, which brought it down within my physical body. The unconscious is the seat of your emotions, so you must feel emotionally the desire you want to achieve. You can't just think it mentally. Empty words are not enough. The healing secrets of the ancient Hawaiians noted the importance of the conscious mind, the unconscious mind and the higher self working together. All three must work together as a team for effectiveness. In our modern-day society, people don't take the time to sit still to quiet the mind. To generate fuel for an effective prayer, your mind must be at rest so that you can plant the seeds in the unconscious. If the unconscious is too active, then it will not accept the suggestion from the conscious mind. The conscious mind is like a computer, holding the data from the conscious mind and having the direct link to the higher self. Our higher self can be defined as an utterly trustworthy parental spirit, according to the Hawaiian lore. We can trust our higher self to work with our conscious and our unconscious minds to fulfill our heart's desires. The higher self can only work with the unconscious mind. The conscious mind has no connection with the higher self. It only influences the unconscious. When there is cooperation between the conscious mind and the unconscious, then the unconscious is ready to accept the seeds of desire and send them along to the higher self for activation. Do you want wow. me to continue more? That's good. Um, so for our listeners who may not have read your book, that scene about the baby that you, you, know, you, you just read, what, what's right. going on in that, that scene? What, what's going on, in that, on that page? Well, all, all of a sudden, I was doing this ha breathing, which unleashes a lot of memories from the past. And what it unleashed was this young baby, I guess me, the fetus, that had been thrown out into the universe like a, like a piece of garbage. And to interpret that, my mother had been taken to three abortion clinics to have me aborted. And so I was holding that feeling of not being worthy or not being wanted as like a baby being thrown out into the universe like a piece of garbage. But then I was rescued by these pair of hands that scooped up the the baby amid all that chaos and then put safely in the hands of this divine being that was on a precipice overlooking all of that chaos. But what it did is it brought up the memory of just not being wanted, and that's how it was stored in my body until I could release it. Right. And the, uh, I'm, I'm probably saying it incorrectly, the huna? huna the huna. Huna. Uh, huna. Okay. huna. Huna is, again, it's just it's a word that means secret. These are the ancient secret healing techniques 
that the Hawaiians used um, to heal themselves. It was releasing old memories and then forgiving themselves of, you know, holding on to the perceptions around that thought form or around that story. Once that thought form is released, the body lets it go and it can return to wholeness again. Mm. Okay. And this and this uh, this technique you studied. The, this yes, Hawaiian I studied technique. it for three years mm-hmm. on the Big Island of Hawaii. And when it came mm-hmm. time, I was a race car driver, and wow. I had I'd had a lot of back injuries and back traumas, and you know the the birth of one of my children was a back labor. So there was a lot of back issues in my life, but also back, the lower back has to do with worthiness and money issues and feeling, you know, that you're not, you know, you're not good enough, that you need to prove your love in order to to get love. So there's a lot of deep emotional scars that have to do with, you know, injuries of the back. And my back had collapsed. And I had herniated discs, and I was told I was never going to walk again unless I had surgery. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's why I used these healing techniques. I thought, and I couldn't afford surgery because I had been dropped from my insurance since I couldn't do any more stunt driving. I, you know, didn't have insurance, so I had to, you know, I had to use the healing techniques that I had learned to see if they really worked, and they did. I healed completely. Very good. And before we go on our break, uh, you you hinted at a little bit uh, what inspired you to write this, to share with the world. But could you just elaborate a little bit more? Why why do you want to share this? What is what is your motivation? Well, I didn't want to do it right away because I really didn't like writing. That was not on my agenda. I like playing. I like having fun. I like going out. I like doing things. And right. you know, I'm very active. And this didn't happen until my son um, took his life. And this was eight years ago. Mm. And then at the same time, he had back injuries as well, but he saw me completely heal myself doing these ancient teachings, but he couldn't go there. He had to have surgery and go through all the, you know, the, the pain of getting medication that didn't work and putting him in altered states and which pharmaceutical drugs tend to do. And then finally through frustration and he gave up, he just took an overdose of drugs and I was just numbed and grief and well, you can just imagine losing Mm -hmm. a child. Mm -hmm. And I just um, didn't want to do any healing anymore, especially to anybody else. I had to heal myself again I lost all my money in a Ponzi scheme a month after my son passed away, so I had to sell everything just to survive. And was really down to rock bottom. And a friend took me to see a movie called The Living Matrix, which featured Dr. Eric Pearl, who does the reconnection and reconnective healing, and Dr. Bruce Lipton, who's also another person I admire a great deal. And I saw Dr. Pearl do do this reconnective healing with a young boy that had cerebral palsy and didn't even touch the the child. But after doing about three sessions, very short sessions, the little boy got out of the wheelchair and he was playing in the playground for the first time in his life. Mm 
mm-hmm. and holding a cup. Mm-hmm. And I so looked at that and just thought to myself, I really want to learn how to do this. Mm-hmm. And so I came back to my home and I looked up a practitioner and I got a reconnective healing session. And in that session, all my grief was lifted. And she didn't know a thing about me. She didn't know my son had died, nothing. But in that session, the deepest root that that I needed to have to bring me back to balance had been accomplished. And so I went back and to Chicago. I got training in this, and I've been doing reconnective healing along with the Hawaiian healing ever since. It's just amazing frequencies that put people back into balance. Well, excellent. Thanks for thanks for sharing your your. That's what got me to write the book. That's the only reason right. I'm saying that. I, once mm-hmm. I got my joy back and I felt uplifted, I had this reconnection done, which is a series of drawings that are traced on your acupuncture points. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it accelerates you back onto your soul path, and it just it lets you get you know um, elevated or uploaded to your highest potential. And for me, it was, they were telling me, you have to write a book. You have to write a book. And at that moment, I, I didn't argue. I said, fine, I'll, I'll do it. So for three years, that's, that's what I did. Fantastic. Such a, such a inspiring story. And we'll talk more with you very shortly after our short break here. Okay, so a reminder to listeners, if you'd like to have, if you have questions or comments for our guest today, remember to call 929-477-1390. Again, that's 929-477-1390. Up next, after our break, we'll talk more with Belinda Farrell about her work and what led her to where she is today. That's coming up next in just a moment, but first this.
Okay, the song you just heard during our brief break is titled is entitled Imagine Peace and it's from the 2008 CD Everybody Must Get Gnomed by the Gnomes Band. The Gnomes Band is a Rhode Island global folk fusion band. And to find out more about them, their work, their shows, their CDs, you can visit www.thenomesband.com. Again, that's www.thenomesband.com. Welcome back to the Candidly Candace Show, where it's women's voices, women's issues, here on Blog Talk Radio. Listeners, if you'd like to speak to or have any questions or comments for any of our guests on any of our shows, just dial 929-477-1390. Again, that's 929-477-1390. And for information about our upcoming shows, articles, etc., you can visit anytime www.candidlycandidshow.com. Again, that's www.candidlycandidshow.com. And Candice is spelled C. A-N-D-A-C-E. Now let's welcome back author Belinda Farrell to our show. Hello again, Belinda. Aloha. You mesmerized me with the gnome music. It was beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. I can't take credit for it, but they're a good band. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I thought I was in another world. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we try. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So we were talking about your book, Find Your Frigging Joy, and you were telling us um, what led you to write this book. Um, So could you tell us what, if someone who hasn't purchased the book, what can they expect to find by reading this book? What information is there in it for them to learn? Well, there are all kinds of um, ideas that I share with them to do self-healing, And, you know, if you're really a motivated person and you want to take an active role in your healing, this is the book for you because this is exactly what I did. Instead of going along with what doctors told me I had to have surgery um, or I wouldn't walk again, I completely healed by reaching my higher self and the higher self brought this paradigm of whole wholeness into my body after I had let go of some of the um, memories that had been stuck in my in my back and you know throughout the years we have these memories that again the unconscious mind that's running our body is trying to let go of but most people don't want to face them and maybe use drugs or alcohol to get them to keep you know lower them so they don't come up. But by having them come up and getting closure on them, we can release them. And it's like, you know, you wouldn't want to keep a pimple if it was ready to pop. You know, it's, it's um, yeah, I mean, but that is kind of what it's like. I mean, we're holding stuff inside that are like cords. It's just dark stuff. And the more that we can release it and move forward and, People have ideas and they have creative things they want to get done, and that takes energy. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of energy to hold things down from the past. 
which is really empty energy. So my book is all about letting this stuff go and giving you the recipe of how to do it. Yes, and it's amazing how many people are just walking around holding stuff within them, um, resorting to alcohol, drugs, because to, to mask it, to mask it over, and, yeah. and they think that they're actually, uh, you know, doing themselves good by just covering up. When in fact, that releasing it is the thing to do. That's how you heal yourself, and and um, that's what more people in the world need to know, so they can get on with their lives. That's right. I mean, our intellect, our intellect manages our problems. You know, we we make up stories, we do all these things to just kind of, you know, get through the day. But managing is no way to solve the problem. You want to let them go. So what I learned from the ancient Hawaiians is this um, process called ho'oponopono, which means to make right right. Mm -hmm. And what you do is you, you literally forgive yourself for the way that you're interpreting how that affected you in the past. And when you when you let that go or when you say you're sorry or that, you know, you love yourself and you forgive yourself for holding on to this, it erases the way you were holding on to it and transposes it to a higher, just a higher way of looking at it. And it also heals the person on the other side that you were attached to so that that person can come back to you and apologize or something can do something deeper to heal and it's just a very powerful form of self-healing yes and uh you know there's the guilt factor that we all seem to to have that that um we can't forgive ourselves we're guilty and sometimes there are societal clues that uh, make us feel that we should feel bad Yes, well, that's the ego part. You know, the ego is bent on probably killing the body because he Mm -hmm. wants, the ego wants you to look for every solution outside yourself. And that way you'll never find it because the only way you can find these solutions is going inside and doing this erasing work. So the ego, you know, our our country is built on egotistical type of things anyway so you can imagine not to fall for the guilt because there isn't even i don't believe there is anything outside of the ego for guilt that doesn't exist except for the ego now i love the title find your friggin joy (laughs) get on with it (laughs) yes get on with it already now you know explain to us um how using these um the Hawaiian techniques help to either get closer to your your joy. I mean, you've had, you know, I've read your bio, and there's some very devastating things that that uh, you've endured. So, how has this helped you get closer to finding your joy, or find your joy? And is it possible for anyone to be able to find their joy, no matter what their circumstance? Absolutely. I mean, I when I had this reconnective healing done on myself, the joy, the lightness came back to me. Mm-hmm. And it's almost again like you, you know, like you peel an onion. The the diamond is right there. You are the diamond. You are the brightness. You are the light. And there's this cover that just blinds you from experiencing it or seeing it. 
and the cover are the illusions or the stories that you've made up to prevent you from living in that joy right now. So by doing this this process, which is really like an eraser process, I call it removing the plaque of your soul. And you just say the words as they come, as you get the sadness as it comes up or anything, the anger, right away you just say, I'm sorry to yourself. I'm sorry. And then you just say, I love you. I forgive you. You're doing this with your higher self. You're, everybody has a higher self. And the only way to bring it in is you have to ask it to come in because it will not interfere with your free will. And if your free will is bent on, you know, just doing things outside yourself, you won't take the time to to really, you know, embrace the higher part of you. But all you do is say, I love you. I'm sorry. I forgive you. Thank you. Those four phrases. And right away you'll start to feel better. And you don't know why. You don't even have to know why you're saying it or what it's about completely. But it's something so deep that your unconscious mind has just been holding on to it until you get some kind of learnings that will uplift you and upgrade you to a higher level so that you get out of that density. Mm -hmm. And then more of that that uh, layer will unpeel and you'll start feeling lighter. So also, you know, not on another topic, but I, I was reading, I had read your bio and I noticed that you've done fire walks. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> so that's it started it all. <laughs> so, so explain to us this, this fire walk journey. I mean, for those of our readers who don't really know what fire walks are, um, how is this, <laughs> who is this crazy you? lady? <laughs> well, I got divorced at 40 and I was married to, um, to a surgeon, you know, an orthopedic surgeon. I, I never knew anything about healing. I just knew that I didn't want pills and I didn't want shots and I didn't want surgeries. And so I kind of just started on my own path after I got divorced. And the first thing that came up was a firewalk that was going to be in my neighborhood. And it was with Tony Robbins. I'd never uh-huh. heard of anything like this before, but I I was going to a, like a, a science of mind church, just an open church, and this minister was a woman. I'd never seen a woman minister. I'd been raised in Catholic churches. You know, they were always nuns and priests, and she had just done a fire walk, and I thought, what is this? And I was very adventuresome at the time, just wanting to get anything, do anything that would get me out of my box. I was in a box and just kind of frustrated from my life. And so I thought, well, if she can do this, maybe I can too. It freed her to thinking outside the box. That's what she said. So I did this fire walk and, and Tony teaches you how to become one with the fire. In other words, you, so you don't burn. And I had such an amazing experience. I came back for another one, and then I started to join their group, and I started teaching for them. And so over a period of five years, I did 18 firewalks. And they're just metaphors for your life because you say, if I can walk successfully on 2,000 degrees of hot coals, what else do I think I can do that that I thought I couldn't do? 
And so what came up for me is that I wanted to drive a race car. And I, and I thought to myself, well, I can't do that. But Tony teaches you, if you say you can't, you must. And if you must, then you will. And so I called a racetrack that was fairly close and I booked myself for a Grand Prix road racing course the following year, scared to death, scared to death. (laughs) I didn't know how to even drive a stick shift, and I appear on this racetrack. <laughs> and, you know, and I was just kind of like a, a sponge. And apparently I had some talent because at the end of the four-day race course, they hired me to drive for Buick and Cadillac in New York. Oh my. And so I, that's when my race, my stunt driving career started, and I came back from that trip, and they created a stunt driving course for me to learn how to do spins and slides and turns and terrorist driving and all that. And I, I, I got with a team and we just started going all over the country driving. It was that so much fun. That is amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and That's I, and amazing. I was 40, I was 42 years old. Oh my goodness. All from fire walking. That's fantastic. Yeah. All from the fire walking. So because now, it just so, opens up your psyche, you know, you just all of a sudden kind of see a bigger picture, you know, mm-hmm. like what have I been restraining myself from mm-hmm. and, you know, realize that you're more than you thought you were. But mm-hmm. I still had fears. I had a fear yeah. of the water that I never, ever exposed to even Tony. I was so embarrassed that I was afraid of water. Oh, wow. And mm-hmm. now I swim with wild dolphins. Oh, that's amazing. So, and you teach now, you teach this, correct? Yes. In your, is this right. part of your reconnective healing classes? I do the reconnective healing. Um, people come to me here in Santa Cruz, California. Mm-hmm. Um, the reconnection has to be done in person. It's a two-day, an hour each day. Or I take people to Hawaii in the summertime, uh, the end of August and all of September. It's for a, a week at a time. And we swim with the wild dolphins in the morning, and we do the HUNA training or the reconnective healing in the afternoon and evenings. You know, we also go to sacred sites, and we do healing rituals, and it's an amazing week. It goes very fast, but it's, it's quite transformative. So very interesting. Now, if one of our, if any of our listeners would like to learn about taking your classes or getting your book, uh, yeah. how would they do that? Where well, would they my go? Website, website is hunahealing, H-U-N-A healing.com, and that has, you know, my email address and how to get in touch with me and my phone number. And they can order the book on Amazon, Find Your Friggin' Joy, or through Barnes & Noble. And... Um, yeah, and I'm open for next year for for doing the the week long Huna seminars in Hawaii, and that's I take people from all over the world for that. That's amazing. Any any new projects coming up? Oh gosh, <laughs> it's always new. Um, I, I do a lot of healing fairs so that you know I take um, the chance and take my. Um, you know, my practices to different parts of the, you know, of California to do these fairs. But I, I'm home. I just got back from Hawaii. I was there for six weeks. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. planted on the mainland soil for a while till I get myself in, <laughs> back in order. It's always hard to not be in the ocean every morning 
because Woman we, with we the get dolphins, the ocean right? there. It's too cold here. Ah, oh, well, it's really cold here yeah, <laughs> in New <yeah>. England. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, it looks, we see, I'm a mile from the beach, and I see dolphins all the time, but the water is, um, you know, in the 50s, you know, surfers mm. wear these very thick, you know, wetsuits. But in Hawaii, mm. we don't have to have a wetsuit. I mean, the the water is like 80 degrees. Wow. Lovely. Yes, Lovely. It's, it's really delightful. <laughs> well, speaking of delightful, it's been delightful having you on our show today and sharing with us your experiences, your book, and your teachings. And could oh. you repeat that website once more for our listeners? Yes, it's Huna Healing, H-U-N-A Healing, H-E-A-L-I-N-G dot com. Thank you so much for being on our show, Belinda. Well, it just went so fast. It, when you're having fun, that's what happens. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you Thanks. so much as well. God bless. Thank you. My, my pleasure. Thank you. Well, folks, that's the end of our show. For updates or requests to be a guest on my show, visit www.candidlycandisshow.com. Again, that's www.candidlycandisshow.com. And Candace is spelled C-A-N-D-A-C-E. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time to the Candidly Candace Radio Show here on Blog Talk Radio, where it's women's voices, women's issues. Until next time. Hmm.